0: It is well and truly football season, people. We got some late round steals that you need to target this year. Padaki and I also argue about Saquon Barkley. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay, okay, people. Mm-hmm. It's a Tuesday. What and we here? can promise you there will be three podcasts this week. Yeah. We've been actually grinding on content for you leading up to this season. And I'm pretty proud of all the content that we're about to give to y'all. I hope that you're gonna like it. On Saturday, yeah. we spent like an entire day being like, oh, there's all these things we want to do. Which one's the best? You know which one do we actually want to make sure we cover? And that's right. We had to make some hard decisions, but I'm really excited about this one personally. I know you are as well. NBA free agency is happening right now, and it know feels about like, it, right? Yeah, I know you don't. Mm-hmm. It feels like one of the most boring free agencies. I don't know if there's any NBA fans out there, but to me, this feels like one of the most boring NBA free agencies we've ever had. It's like Lonzo Ball is the big name it's a pretty that's big actually name. moving. Kyle Lowry moved as well. Mike Lowry? It's not Mike Lowry. We were on a live stream on YouTube earlier today, but he kept saying, Mike Lowry? Oh, Mike Lowry's on Miami Heat? I'm like, bro, there is no Mike Lowry in the NBA. You know who Mike Lowry is, right? No, I don't. From Bad Boys with Will Smith? Oh, okay, right, right, right. right, right. Mike Lowry. (laughs) Well, no, his name's Kyle Lowry. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's Tuesday. August 3rd. We are in the month of August. There is football this week. It's the Hall of Fame game.
1: There's football every single Sunday until February of 2022.
0: Did you know that? Wow. That is just the most... You could say that one more time and I wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah. Uh, there, there <laughs> I'm not saying you have to. I was just okay, more saying okay. if you if you said it, I wouldn't okay. be upset that okay. you said it again. Uh, hey, we're about to get into some news, but first we want to tell you about our follower leagues. Guys, these leagues are filling up The deadline is mid-August to sign up. If you want to play in a redraft league with us, if you want to play in a dynasty league with us, I think we have five spots left in our dynasty league. We have another redraft league that just opened and we're expecting it to fill pretty quickly. If you want to join dynasty redraft or best of both worlds play in both, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. It's a great way for you to support the show, get a bunch of exclusives and play in a league that is active, that we care about. That we value. So don't don't be too late because genuinely you could be too late potentially if you don't. Not yeah. act now. That sounds you don't like want a, that to happen. Sounds like an infomercial. Act now. But wait, <laughs> there's more. But we're pretty excited for those leagues, hey?
1: Yeah, I, I, we're pretty pumped. The You know, the vibe in one of our leagues is actually incredible. Um, there's mm. so many people in there. We made so many crates. Our first Dynasty draft, a yeah. startup draft is actually Wednesday night. America time, which is Thursday morning for us. So make sure you stay tuned for that on YouTube and on Twitch. 8 p.m.
0: Eastern Standard Time. That's right. We're really excited about that one. It's going to be crazy. YouTube.com slash FantasylandFootball to watch or Twitch.tv slash FantasylandFootball because we're on Twitch now. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some news. What is going on here? Obviously, the biggest news... Today is the Carson Wentz surgery. We know Mm -hmm. we knew that he had an injury Mm -hmm. in his foot, but now it looks like they're actually going to do a surgery to remove that bone in his foot. The most concerning part of this is the timeline. Normally, when a player gets injured and they have surgery, it's like, okay, they'll be out, you know, four to six weeks. There's like a two week difference in between the uncertainty. Here it's five to 12 weeks. (sighs) Is his timeline to return. Yeah. Return. And there's a big difference from five weeks from now and 12 weeks from now, because five mm-hmm. weeks from now, he could still start week one. But 12 weeks from now, that's like week eight. So it's a little bit concerning.
1: It is very concerning, especially for all the fantasy relevant players on this team. A Michael Pittman, a Jonathan Taylor. Harris um, Campbell. Yeah. Any any fantasy relevant player on the Indianapolis Colts now are, is in jeopardy to see a major hit. Uh, I don't think
0: it's major, but I think it is important.
1: I think I think it could affect a lot. In my personal yeah. opinion, you know, five five to twelve weeks. You're right. So, at best case scenario, where well, he comes back week one.
0: Worst okay. case scenario, week eight. I, mean, I just said
1: that. <laughs> no, I I know, and that's the thing. Week one and week eight is a huge difference. Yeah, you know, Carson once is new to this team. He doesn't know. Essentially, he doesn't know the playbook. He didn't have the chemistry mm. with these people. Yes, he's probably been working in the off season, you know, with a Michael Pittman, a J.T., a Paris Campbell, any anyone else that's on this team that's fantasy relevant. But you know, it takes it takes time. It's a rhythm mm. thing, man. It's really a rhythm. So thing. with
0: Jonathan Taylor specifically, the reason this would hurt him is because maybe this offense is less efficient with Jacob Eason instead of Carson Wentz. Right. Now we don't know if that's the case because Jacob Eason. Knows his playbook well. Exactly. He's been on this team last year when Phillip Rivers was there. Mm-hmm. He played in Washington and, and Georgia and then got drafted last year by the Colts. So he knows his playbook pretty well. He's been in this system for a while now. The issue is, will it still be an efficient offense? Or yeah. will defenses know Jonathan Taylor's getting the ball, stop Jonathan Taylor, and we're good to go? Yeah. So I think that is a concern. There might be more volume but it might be less efficient and there might be less scoring opportunities. He's my RB7 in a redraft league. I'm now a little bit more concerned. I might move him down one or two spots for someone who I know is a little bit more secure within their offense, but I'm not drastically changing. I'm not drastically saying, oh no, Jonathan Taylor, I'm now not taking him, you know, above like 12 other guys. I I can't do that personally. Yeah, look, for me,
1: if you guys know me, I'm not a huge johnson taylor believer when mm. i say i'm not a johnson taylor believer i'm just not comfortable taking him at his adp where his adp is at currently Um uh, mm. for me in my ranking he's my rb 13 i actually moved him up two spots he was my rb 15 just purely because i do believe he is going to see a lot more touches um now coming in um especially with carson wentz out and it's not going to be a significant amount of uh, a difference but i think mm. he does get the little boost for me in my
0: rankings okay I think, obviously, this also affects like Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long Carson will be out. We don't know if Jacob Eason's going to be a decent replacement. So there really is question marks all over the place. We, I was full steam ahead Michael Pittman season. Yeah. I still believe in him. I still think he's going to be a good value in redraft and dynasty formats, but it does add a little bit more worry and you do need to be cautious moving forward. Yeah, it definitely does.
1: And, and I think a big part of this coming into this season, especially with a Michael Pittman and the Jacob Eason is seeing how Jacob performs in preseason. If he does gain any preseason yeah. snaps, I'm pretty yeah. sure the best option for you to really understand what type of quarterback he is, what that playbook's going to look like. Watch preseason.
0: Also, watch what he did in college. It's gonna be very different. But at least you can get a feel for the the type of play, Mm -hmm. you know, he's accustomed to. So it's an interesting storyline to follow. That five to twelve weeks is massive, man. So (laughs) it's so I, I will I'll say this just quickly. If in Dynasty you have Michael Pittman or Jonathan Taylor, absolutely do not sell them because of this. Like if you want to trade them and get great value, fair enough. That's on you. But do not make this the reason why you're scared and you move on, in my opinion. Yeah, and
1: I'll tell you the opposite in the sense of if you're trying to get Michael Pittman, try to get him for low. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, That's get true. Get him for low. Say that. You know, Carson Wentz out. You don't know how long his Carson Wentz foot's going to be injured. Who is Jacob Eatson?
0: Play play devil's
1: advocate. Like, oh,
0: well, we don't know what's going to happen, man. Will Absolutely. Michael Pittman have a good year? Get what Michael, about Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, get Michael Pittman on the low
1: or JT on get the low. Get your foot
0: in the door or even get Paris Campbell for like a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. You that's never what I'll be doing. Anything could happen. All right, Devonta Smith also has come up with an injury here in Eagles training camp. He's expected to miss two to three weeks, I believe, with an MCL strain. Wow. Ah, uh, from everything we've heard and that's been reported out of Eagles camp, there's not really any worry of him missing any major time, though.
1: Yeah, I think this is a week to week scenario here with the MCL sprain. I think they're just going to ease him in. You know, I was expecting to see a little bit of work him in, for him in preseason. Maybe he'll get the last game in preseason, but yeah. if that's the case, I'm happy for him to rest and be ready for the season. So I'm not I necessarily if, worried.
0: If this was a scenario where like the Eagles were fighting for a playoff game, he would probably play. Do you know what I mean? I, I would expect Devonta Smith to be out there. This is yeah. obviously precautionary. I agree. Matthew Stafford, last piece of news here today this isn't something to really be worried about. It's just a storyline we want you to follow. Okay. And by the way, if we ever post something on Instagram or if we report news, don't be angry at us for reporting news. (laughs) Like we reported the Dak Prescott injury, which he does have a strain uh, in his shoulder. There's a strain Mm -hmm. that is news. You need to be aware of because you're going to be drafting Ceedee lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin. So if, their starting quarterback before the season even begins is slightly injured even in any way. You need to be aware of that. So there were people who were really upset that we posted the Dak Prescott news. Anyway, it's a storyline you need to follow. The same is said with Matthew Stafford. Uh, Potentially there is a thumb injury. It was said during practice he might have accidentally hit his thumb on a player's helmet. Uh, He walked off the field. Now, Sean McVay says he should be fine. But in the next coming days, it's a storyline to follow. Like, don't be surprised if there's a report that comes out that says, Hey, we're gonna arrest Matthew Stafford for the next two weeks because we're just gonna be cautious about this situation. Do you know right. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think it it's all a precaution for all these teams trying to get these guys to get ready for week one and throughout the whole season. So if he doesn't if he doesn't play and, and or doesn't, you know, participate in, in training camp, then I'm okay with that. I'd rather that happen than not play week one
0: yeah exactly all right i think that's all for need to know the news today i hope you guys are enjoying uh the news coming back and actually there's actual stuff to talk about eh? <laughs> yeah there's a, a lot of stuff to talk about
1: all right let's get into what we are here for okay this is something that zach and i have been talking all off season yeah and is my new york football giants running back saquon barkley Coming off that ACL tear last year, week two against the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of people avoiding this guy. So, Zach, are you comfortable drafting Saquon Barkley despite the risk?
0: I am not comfortable drafting Saquon Barkley with the risk this year. Oh, my goodness. I think this guy is going to go top six in every redraft league, okay? Now, to be very clear, when Saquon is healthy, completely healthy, I think he's top three backs in the league, top three running back in the league. He might be the best running back in the league when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. But why am I going to avoid him because of this risk? Number one, I think the New York Giants view Saquon as a long-term investment, okay? If that's true, if you agree with me, then that means that, one, they plan to sign him long-term, And two, they should be cautious with him this year, okay? Correct. So if you're a Giants owner, you're probably thinking to yourself, how do I get the most out of this investment, Mm -hmm. right? So here's what you don't do in that scenario. You don't give him the workload from day one, okay? Even if he thinks he's ready, you say, no, it doesn't matter what you think. We're going to be very, very cautious here, okay? That would be short-sighted thinking from the New York Giants. So just throw him in week one, full workload, Here's what they should do. Be overly cautious, like overly cautious if he is a long-term investment. right? Think about the 17 games you need Saquon in. You don't just need him in the first four games. You need him in the 17 games. What if you're fighting for a playoff spot later in the season, okay? And by the way, if you own Saquon in Dynasty, this is good news for you. You should want them to be cautious. So number one, I think they view him as a long-term investment, which means I think that they take precautionary actions with him. Okay. Maybe you don't believe me. How about ESPN's Jordan Ranan? Okay. He basically reports the Giants for right. ESPN. Here's yeah. a quote from him. He says, having Barkley returned to his rookie season form, as well as the same usage in the first few weeks of the 2021 season was never realistic. Okay. And then he goes on to talk about how it wasn't just an ACL tear, but also an injury to the MCL. So Correct. Again, number one, this has to be a long-term investment for the Giants. Number two, their actions have shown that they want to take it slow. Okay? Who did they just sign yesterday? Alfred Morris, a veteran running back. They already have like five other veteran running backs in this backfield to help alleviate that workload for Saquon. They got Devontae Booker, Corey Clement, Rykel Armstead, and they drafted that guy out of Arizona, uh, Gary Brightwell. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. They're loading up on guys to help alleviate this workload for Saquon. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. I mean, you know, i think I'm not the, done yet, but I just wanted to see you had any rebuttal.
1: No, I think in that aspect, I think they're just trying to get depth. They're trying to get mm-hmm. depth. They're trying to understand who's going to be the best running back back backup for Saquon Barkley in, in okay. the long term aspect. So I'm not really okay. scared. of... I think they could be guys.
0: doing both, but I know you're going to rebuttal as to why you're not afraid to take him. But the last thing I want to say is. In the first round, especially in like the top six picks of the first round, Mm -hmm. I need certainty. I don't want to draft with any risk in the top six of my picks, right? I need certainty. I don't want a guy. I don't think the injury prone label is correct. But when you look at the last two years of Saquon's career, he's played 15 out of 32 games. So that should worry you taking him in the top six of a redraft league, Right. I mean, right now it's training camp. He's not even hes not even there in training camp. I mean, he's there, but he's not actually practicing. He's on the pup list. So mm-hmm. my expectations are they're going to take it slow with him. I still think he's going to be very valuable, but not a guy I want. I just want to avoid the situation entirely. I don't want the risk. I don't want to have to worry about what's going to happen, especially how high I'm going to have to draft him. Sure, if he falls to the end of the first round, that's a different scenario because maybe the risk is worth the reward that you might get. But for me, I am more on the side of, Hey, let me trade for Saquon around week three when they, you know, he's about to get that full workload and people are upset that he hasn't had it yet. So I just can't draft him this year with where his ADP is for those reasons. For those reasons, I'm out.
1: (laughs) Okay. So for, for me, it's a, and this could come off a little bit biased, but bear with me here. Um, I'm trying to be unbiased as possible, okay? Yeah. Yes, I am a Giants fan. Yes, I am a Saquon fan. Yes, you know, I do believe it's worth drafting Saquon in that top tier. Just like you said, Saquon Barkley is, and if not, is, if not he is probably the top three talented-wise fa- fantasy running backs ever, you know, yeah. running backs ever to be on the field. So why not ever? take— Not ever. ever? I mean, right—not ever. You're right. Right now. Right now. So you're right. So why not take that chance? In reality, his ADP, you're saying he's currently going what, RB6?
0: He's going in the top six of every redraft okay. league.
1: So that means CMC, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, maybe a Derrick Henry, maybe mm-hmm. a Zeke or Derrick, um, a Zeke, depending on how you feel, maybe a Nick yeah. Chubb, depending on how you feel. You know, take the risk. I would say in reality, you could either get a Derrick Henry who is a second-half player – or a Zeke, who we don't know how he is coming into this season. You know, people are questioning Zeke. Some people are getting a little bit higher on Zeke. Why not take the one or two games if he does not play for the one or two games or doesn't get the full workload for one for one or two games? Okay, um, I, I completely look everything that you're saying. I, I agree with. He is a long-term investment. He is the guy that the Giants are going and want to have for a very long time. In my opinion, I, I'm really comfortable taking him. I I'll be honest with you. I like I agree with you. <laughs> like I'm not it's not even a rebuttal. It's not even something that I have to tell you why he he is not something he's not someone that you shouldn't take. But I think you should take the risk because there's only one or two spots that you're really risking.
0: What? One or two spots, what does that mean?
1: Like you you're, you're you're risking only two spots in, in the draft. Like I said, Derek Henry. You're risking, a risking Chuck, your first pick. A Zeke.
0: Anyone who's taking him is risking their first pick. They're not risking two spots. It doesn't matter where they're picked. They're risking their first-round pick.
1: I mean, I still believe that, that that's good value, in my opinion. I still believe that that's okay to take a, a Saquon Barkley. So, and if he doesn't play one or two games, and, and that's not you're saying that he's not going to get the full workload, the one or two games. If he doesn't okay. get the full workload, and so, Saquon Barkley gives you 10 points minimum, maybe he gets The reason touchdown. you're
0: comfortable drafting him is in one sentence—
1: He's Saquon Barkley.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, personally, yeah, I can't take him over Nick Chubb, Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Davin Cook, obviously, CMC, obviously. Yeah, all those guys. I think are Jonathan Taylor and Saquon is kind of like, it's hard to gauge who I want more. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know a reason to draft him that high. I don't think we've found a reason in this conversation to draft him as high as he's going.
1: Yeah, and I'm saying that I'm still okay to take him in in that scenario, even with everything top that you're six. saying in the top six. I'm still okay to take him because I'm willing to to risk the one or two games max that we are predicting at the moment of him to miss. Okay, yeah. I
0: don't think it's just one or two games, right? So I maybe think it's probably like and four to five. That's where we see games. a different.
1: That's where we see a different. We see that you think Saquon probably won't get a full workload up to week five, week six. I'm thinking that. I absolute worst for me would be one to two weeks.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, it's up to you to decide, guys. (laughs) Uh, I don't see any reason to take the risk, honestly. I don't think that there's any reason to take that risk, in my opinion. You take the risk if you'd like to. Um, I think you'll regret it, but yeah, there's two different point of views there. All right. Let's talk about pretty much what this entire podcast is going to be centered around, which is Late Round Steals, the sequel. That's right. We've done Late Round Steals before. Okay. We had Yadarnell Mooney. We had Tom Brady. We had uh, Antonio Brown. Who else did we have? I can't remember. But now we're going to bring you part two, the sequel of Late Round Steals. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you what, Badaki, there were a lot of people on my list
1: yeah. That
0: same. I I was like I really need to narrow this list down because there's so many people we can't talk about all of them. We're going to start with the wide receivers first. Okay. Late round steal wide receivers. I'll go first. Marvin Jones is someone I am more and more excited about as the offseason goes on. Okay. okay. In 2020, Marvin Jones finished as the wide receiver 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. Played Really, really well second half of the year. I know Kenny Galladay was out, but let's not take anything away from him. Wide receiver 18 in PPR. He finished wide receiver 15 in standard leagues. In 2021, he gets signed by the Jaguars, okay? And now he's going as the wide receiver 55. This guy's either going in the last two rounds of your redraft leagues, or he's going completely undrafted. It's that time of year again. We're all sleeping on Marvin Jones. You're doing it. I'm doing it. Badaki's doing it. (laughs) Everyone's doing it. (laughs) There's three reasons I'm excited about Marvin Jones. Number one, it's been consistently reported across camp from every reporter that Marvin Jones is Trevor Lawrence's favorite target thus far. Now, that could change, but thus far, every reporter is saying this. Okay? We need to be careful of the training camp hype, but when it consistently comes up, that is something to take note of. Number two the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville is Daryl Bevel. Okay. Where did Daryl Bevel coach before this? He was the offensive coordinator for the Detroit lions. Okay. So Bevel already has trust. He's already built a relationship with Marvin Jones while he was offensive coordinator there in Detroit. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Here's a quote from Trevor Lawrence himself. Marvin has been the leader in the wide receiver room with an offense that he already knows. He's done a great job teaching everyone else. Okay. So you got the reporter saying it. You got the relationship already with Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator, who's calling those plays. Now you've got your quarterback saying he's been the leader so far. And number three, I'll ask you, who's the most valuable wide receiver this year, not in Dynasty and Redraft, in Jacksonville? Do you know the answer for sure? I doubt you do. So based off of the ADP of where DJ Chark is going, where LaVishka Chenault is going, why are we all assuming that Marvin Jones won't be the most valuable fantasy wide receiver in Jacksonville? And he's going as the wide receiver 55 people. I mean, to me, this has late round sleeper written all over it. It's a guy I'm absolutely going to be targeting all offseason. I currently have him as my wide receiver 46. So that's wow. significantly higher than mm-hmm. ADP. And I think he has a chance to have a great year. Uh, you need guys who can make you comfortable as a quarterback. And if he knows the offense, Trevor Lawrence is going to be targeting this guy. I mean, it feels like money signs all over for me for Marvin Jones in Jacksonville. Marvin Jones. I still like Lavishka though. <laughs> no. I like Lavishka as well. I'll probably draft yeah. him. But I mean, at that ADP, why did you see her 55? That's crazy.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy.
0: I was like, how, bro? I mean, look, <laughs> I'm taking it to the bank this year. Marvin Jones. Wow. That's a huge statement. Yeah, I don't I'm think it to the people actually like, realize. Fa- he is actually my favorite late round sleeper right now. Genuinely. Of all the ones I'm going to tell you about today, he is my favorite. My most confident late round sleeper. Okay, interesting.
1: Well, let me tell you my most confident late round sleeper in the wide receiver position. Um, And this may come as a surprise to you. Or maybe if you're watching. And that's Randall Cobb. Okay. Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I was literally
0: going to present Randall Cobb next. Go ahead.
1: Oh, man. Well, this is this is what we want to do. This is fresh. We don't know who we're going to do. So Zach was going to present Randall Cobb. I'm presenting Randall Cobb. But look, Aaron Rodgers, the only way the man was coming back is if Mm -hmm. Randall Cobb was going to be on the team. They said, "You, I'm coming back. Here's one thing. There's only one thing he truly wanted. And that well, was Randall Cobb. I mean, yes, maybe yes. that's what
0: he made him more comfortable with. The yes, situation.
1: what made him more comfortable. But Aaron Rodgers came back and he was like, "Here are the list of things." But I'm pretty sure Randall Cobb was on the top top of that list. Yeah. Okay. Which
0: is weird. Thirty years old. I know they have Kim, but he yeah, yeah, they have
1: him. Kim. He's gonna come back. Randall Cobb already saying that it feels like home. Okay. Mm. What did Aaron Rodgers struggle with? For the past couple of years, drop yeah. passes, MVS, mm-hmm. Alan Lazard, any, no one he could rely on besides Devonte Adams, his key guy that was getting double teamed. Randall mm-hmm. Cobb is currently, which I think it's rising now because I'm seeing. I just double checked it when I did this script yesterday. He was wide receiver 75. If I if I'm reading this correctly, he's now wide receiver 70. So that
0: means he's he's rising up in ADP currently. You must have done it hours before me because it was wide receiver 79 when I (laughs) I reported this. (laughs) Wide receiver 70, that's still great, great value because he's going undrafted in almost every redraft. Absolutely. And this is a guy that, in my dynasty league,
1: I took a late shot and was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick him up, see what happens, just for the one yeah. year. Why you not? know, I think this is a good guy because they already, like Zach said, they have the chemistry. He is going to be playing the slot receiver. You know, yeah. Amari Rodgers is now the slot receiver number two behind Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb yeah. will get touches. It's going to be Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, and Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be crazy, Yeah, you know, coming I think into the year.
0: The probability of Randall Cobb being Aaron Rodgers' second favorite target is very, very high. And I think if you're drafting Alan Lazard or MVS, that's probably a big mistake in redraft this year. When we look at late round steals, we really want to find high reward, low risk scenarios, or even the other other way around, right? You want to avoid high risk without reward. So this is really the definition of a low risk, high reward scenario. You can literally take him with your last pick and he could be the second most valuable wide receiver in Green Bay. So I was obviously going to also bring Randall Cobb, but you took him. So I'm going to switch it up. I had a backup just in case. And okay. the reason I didn't present this guy is because I feel like he has been crowned the late round golden boy of 2021. And that's Adam Troutman. Okay. okay. Uh, Michael Thomas is injured. He will be injured for at least what? The first eight, maybe nine, maybe 10 weeks. If I look at what player is going to step up the most in that offense, to me, it's not any of the wide receivers. Although mm. I think Callaway has a good chance. Mm -hmm. I think it's Adam Troutman. Big body, plays over the middle. And if you look at this guy's college tape and look at his stats, I know it was at Dayton, but it is very uncommon for someone to put up the stats that Adam Troutman did in college. He was like Mm mind-blowing in college. That's how good he was. So I think uh, he's got a well-refined route tree. I think he's the most likely guy to replace... Michael Thomas, within that offense. And if I look at a redraft league, this might be over, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is. I might be overreacting. I don't think I am. I feel very confident in it. He's my tight end 13 in a redraft league. A Where does he sit for league. you? Yeah. Wow. In a redraft.
1: For me, he is my, I'm, I still have him. He's my tight end 17 at the moment. I okay. don't think I can actually put him that high at the moment, but I do agree with you that he is a great late round sleeper. Um, yeah. Think about this James is a Winston. guy you
0: can get again with like your last pick, maybe mm-hmm. one or mm-hmm. two rounds before that. He's very available if you if you go late round tight end strategy. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And once again, think about Jameis Winston and all those tight ends that he made fantasy relevant. Adam Troutman oh, yeah. could be his safety blanket, um, coming into this year.
0: Oh, trust me, I think about that way too often. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go into quarterbacks. Yeah,
1: quarterbacks for me, my first guy. And I'm honestly was trying to look back to see if I did this guy before, but if if I did, I'm gonna do it again. And this is I'm gonna do it again. And this is my guys, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, and that sounds crazy, but I'm gonna take a late round sleep on him. He's nearly going undrafted in the late rounds. He's going as QB twenty four. Okay. And I think the biggest thing for Daniel Jones is that he's coming into his second year with Jason Garrett's offense. He's coming in with okay. a lot more weapons, especially in the one in Kenny G. Okay. With, Ken, with Kenny NYG. Yeah. Kenny NYG. I, I got to get, I got to get used to the saying Kenny NYG. Sounds um, nice. because before it was just, uh, Kenny G, <laughs> but, yeah. um, look with Daniel Jones, what do we know about him? He was the most accurate deep throw passing quarterback in the 2020 Which season. Which sounds
0: insane, but it's actually true. Yeah.
1: And who is the best deep According ball catcher in the league at the moment? I mean, in his mm-hmm. position and that's Ken, Kenny G, Kenny yeah. NYG. Okay. These two together, Daniel Jones taking those bombs, most accurate deep throw passer with Kenny G they're going to do something special there in my opinion. Mm. I don't think he's going to have an amazing game. So I'm not going to say he's going to finish top 10, top mm. 15, but I think he could sneak in over there. So be careful. I think yeah. there's going to be a great opportunity once again. This be I careful. personally think I personally think this offensive line gets a little bit better. Yes, we were mm. at the bottom. Yes, we were in the mm. bottom, but it's only up from here. Come That's on, it's I'm only up say. from here. So, Daniel Jones with a better offensive line. Yes, he gets Saquon Barkley back tentatively um, if he misses the first couple of weeks. But yeah. Saquon will be back. The offensive line will get a little bit better. And Kenny G is going to be that, his safety blanket for Maybe Daniel Jones. Maybe
0: it gets better. It's not confirmed it gets better. What I can confirm is that Daniel Jones is facing some of the best pass rushers all year long. Mm-hmm. Almost every week. So, mm-hmm. That, again, I we talked about this when we talked about NFC East predictions. If the offensive line can hold up, Daniel Jones can do something. I just don't know if that's true. Now, people are probably going to think that both of these takes are like the most biased takes of us thus far. So my quarterback sleeper, and I'm actually going to target him if I'm doing a late-round quarterback strategy in every redraft league because I can pretty much get him with my last pick, maybe second to last pick, is Ryan... Fitz, magic, that's right, Fitzpatrick, baby, Washington football team. Why? Why would I do this? In 2020, okay, guys, let's mm-hmm. take a a little wander back last year on the Miami Dolphins. Right. Weeks one to six, he was the starter. From weeks one to six, he was the quarterback eight, eight in all of fantasy, okay? And then after the bye week, week seven bye week, Tua started, and obviously that kind of ruined everything for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right In 2021, this year, he's going as the quarterback 25, undrafted in almost every one quarterback league. Okay? Let me ask you a couple questions. Is Miami's offensive line better than Washington's? Mm, Nope. I'm going to answer them for you. If you don't believe me, maybe you believe PFF. Okay? Washington is ranked 17th this year. Miami ranked 29, and they weren't very good last year either. Was Miami's weapons in 2020 better than Washington's weapons in 2021? I'll let you answer that. No. Nope. That's right. Washington got Terry. Scary Terry. Curtis Samuel. Antonio Gibson. Logan Thomas. Deami Brown. Don't sleep on Deami. J.D. McKissick. Mm -hmm. Miami had Devontae Parker. Mike Kosecki. Miles Gaskin. Jakeem Grant. Preston Williams. No disrespect to the last two. But uh, they're not stars. Okay. Last question. Does Washington have a Tua-esque rookie quarterback waiting to start? Personally, no. Mm -hmm. I like Taylor Heineke,
1: Heineke? but
0: I do not think that Washington is going to start him over Ryan Fitzpatrick, even if Fitzpatrick struggles, okay? In my opinion, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be throwing bombs to Terry. He's going to be throwing a bunch of slants to Curtis. He's going to get Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick out of the backfield, let them work. Logan Thomas up the middle. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick could throw like 35 touchdowns this year. And that literally would not be crazy if he starts every game. This is a guy who could finish in top 10. It would not surprise me if Fitzpatrick finished as a top 10 quarterback. I'm not saying he will. He's more likely to finish, you know, top 15. But he's the one quarterback. He's my favorite late round quarterback target. I know I'm a Washington fan, but hopefully you can see the logic in me presenting that.
1: Right. You know, the one thing I just have to agree with, with the Ryan Fitzpatrick is that I can't believe. I just see the boom and bust every week. Where one week he goes crazy and he throws three touchdowns. And next week he throws three interceptions and no touchdowns.
0: And it's just like, oh, man. Let me ask you this. If you had Ryan Fitzpatrick for the six games that he started weeks one to six last year, would you have been happy? He was quarterback eight. I mean, yeah, but with the late with that's the thing
1: with a late round. With a, if you're saying you're going to take him with a late round um strategy, and he's only going to be doing one to eight, yes, they don't have the two of, as a backup, the late round. Exactly. Kind of what I'm said. saying
0: is there's no there's no one to take that role from him now. But if he does, I don't think Heineke
1: is. I think Heineke is talented enough to be in competition. We saw I what love he did. Heineke. We saw what he I did love, in the playoff. I, we
0: saw what he did for like two games. Okay. With that all due some, respect, I love Heineke. Special. I want him to be good. I want him to be special. But let's not forget, he's been in the league for like seven years, okay? So yes, he's developed, but I don't think Heineke is like this rookie stud guy who's just in the waiting that's going to (laughs) scare Ryan Fitzpatrick off. You know what I mean?
1: You was about to say, you just said he's been in the league for seven years. Ryan Fitzpatrick's been in the league for double that. (laughs) Totally, but what what has Ryan Fitzpatrick
0: done last year? Yeah, makes sense. Okay. Hopefully you get where I'm coming from. Let's go to the running back position, okay? Who are some late round running back steals you're targeting this year?
1: Yeah, look for me. The my first guy is Naeem Hines, and mm. this is somebody that I actually really love to target. Okay, this guy okay. he's I took him in the tenth round in my in a dynasty draft. He's going even later in a redraft um format. But if I like you, it if you want to know the reasons why is because as you know. I'm not the biggest Jonathan Taylor fan, and I believe this is going to be a split backfield, all around. Yes, Jonathan Taylor oh, probably would sorry. be getting the majority of the carries, but Naeem Hines is not the guy that's taking the carry. He's actually taking all the receptions. Okay, Naeem Hines was a third in receiving yards in 2021. I don't know if or 2020.
0: I don't know if you know that. Can we do a Naeem Hines take where we don't devalue Jonathan Taylor though? <laughs> I'm like, just I saying. I agree. I'm on board, but let's stop devaluing Jonathan Taylor. I love him. I'm just him. saying, but yeah, look.
1: He was. He had the three highest receiving yards in 2020. He also averaged 12 points per game. There's nearly five part, five targets per game as well. That's PPR, hey. Yeah, with a 10th round pick, I mean, there's no doubt about it. If you need yeah. depth, if you need depth on your team, if you need someone that that can come in, then that can guarantee you at least, at least, 10 mm. points per game. He's averaged, I think, almost 10 point, 12 points per game. Actually, he averaged
0: 12 points. Na'im Hines. Could J D. McKissick? Or sorry, could Naeem Hines be this year's J.D. McKissick? He could be.
1: I think there's. I don't see any, especially with the Carson Wentz news, mm-hmm. and everything. It, I'm assuming Naeem Hines will be the safety blanket now, mm-hmm. not Jonathan Taylor. It's Naeem. I Hines. think.
0: I think Jonathan Taylor still has a has a role in the passing game, but I I get it, and I love it. I love the take. I'm all on board. What I'm not on board with. Is devaluing Jonathan Taylor with the take. Okay, because they're both going to be good. One of the best offensive lines in the league. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Naima Hines showed how talented he was last year. I believe he's still going to be involved. Yeah. I like the take, bro. I, I I respect it. Thanks, man. All right. My late round running back that I'm targeting this year is Gus the Bus mm. Edwards. Bombing okay? like a diamond. he's going in as the RB 43 this year. That's right. There are 42 running backs that people are drafting before Gus Edwards this year, okay? Mm -hmm. He signed a two-year extension with the Ravens in the offseason, which to me shows that they value him in this offense very much from weeks eight to 17 last year, okay? Keep in mind, those first eight weeks, seven to eight weeks, for whatever reason, they were trying to make Mark Ingram the guy again. They're trying to, like, get him involved yeah. It was very clear that Mark Ingram, look, he's just not that guy anymore. But from weeks 8 to 17 onwards, we saw a very clear attempt from the Ravens to make J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards a two-headed monster backfield, okay? From that timeline, weeks 8 to 17, Gus Edwards was the running back 20 in PPR formats, okay? Right. Running back 20. Mm-hmm. I believe this is a trend that continues into next season. To get him as the RB43 is criminal, in my opinion. The Ravens run the ball more than any other team in the NFL. 555 rush attempts last year, people. That is 35 rushing attempts per game. I see that number staying the same. Maybe Lamar takes less attempts, and they give more to J.K. and Gus Edwards. And the last thing I'll say on this is, if J.K. Dobbins gets injured, we don't want that to happen.
1: But if he was
0: to get injured... Gus Edwards would be an automatic top 15 running back each week.
1: You know, I've been thinking about this lately because I do have JK Dobbins in my dynasty league. And I was thinking, what if that, that's not the case purely because, you know, this team was one dimensional last year. They couldn't throw the ball. It was all about the run game. Rashad Bateman solely purely by himself really does open up this offense. So if Rashad Bateman does take the relief off of Lamar and of J.K. Dobbins, wouldn't J.K. Dobbins or can J.K. Dobbins continue to get more of the touches and not Gus Edwards because they probably won't run the ball I as think,
0: much? I think what you're missing is that there was no passing game last year. So Rashad Bateman is coming in to help nothing. Like there was nothing. He, he's filling a big role. It's not like they need to take away right. from the run game. They need to add a passing game. They don't need to take away from the wrong game. Run game was fine. They need to add a passing game that people are worried about. That way the play action actually works. You know, people are like, oh, they actually could throw the ball here. Um, okay. And okay. again, I mean, I, I think m- many, many teams in the NFL, you're starting to see they want the two dynamic running backs. They want the Nick Chubb. Yeah. They want the Kareem Hunt. You know, that's, trends, teams are doing of, that.
1: A lot of teams are doing that. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So there could be value. I mean, you can get this guy really late. If he's my RB4, I'm cheering. I'm I'm cheering all day long. Okay. Okay.
1: You know, speaking about, you know, that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, Naeem Hunt, Jonathan Taylor role, this is a guy that I believe can also fill in that role, and that's Kenneth okay. Gainwell Ooh. in Philly. I like it. Um, I like it. There's a lot of reports of him coming out and saying that, you know, this offensive coordinator, Shane, I can't even, I don't want to butcher his last name, but he's coming out of, The Los Angeles Chargers there with Austin Eckler and all those guys. Hmm. He wants to use a double running back set, you know, running back by committee. Okay. Yes. Miles Sanders is high on my list, but so is Kenneth Gainwell. He's nearly going. He's actually going undrafted. Okay. He's running back 58 currently. If I can get him, just like you said, as my, you know, RB4, RB5 with the expectations of him getting targets maybe playing like a Darren Sproles role, somebody that can come in and get, you know, you know, some, yeah. some screen passes, you know, some dump off passes. He's really small, swifty. When we were scouting him, Zach and Good I, we, we loved him. Yeah. We loved Kane we loved game. Well, we was like, you know, this, I think one of the teams that we saw him going to was the Eagles. Mm-hmm. If I'm not yep. mistaken, playing in that role, the one, the one comparison that we had was a Darren Sproles type S player. Yeah. So I think that this offense especially with this offensive coordinator once again coming from LA he wants to use you know that Austin Eckler type role. Miles Sanders maybe can play the Melvin Gordon role with Austin Eckler being the Kenneth Gainwell or okay. vice versa.
0: I like it. I like it. I think there will be probably a lot of dump off passes cuz you know I'm not a fan of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I, like I, said, I imagine they're being dumped off passes in this offense. This is this one probably for me is a deep, deep dive. Am not saying that like he yeah. is
1: going to do anything from week one? But I do s- potentially see this offense probably in the middle of the season just starting to open up the playbook, starting mm-hmm. to give Kenny Gainwell an opportunity because Miles Sanders, I think, was second in the last year. So they probably want to see what they can really be doing with him or not do. Saying, so, you yeah. know what, Miles can't do this. Let's get Kenneth uh, Gainwell yeah.
0: in here and see what happens. Agreed. Hey, we got more. We These are the best of the best that we could think of right now. Mm-hmm. I have more. So if you guys want a part two, DM us. Let us know. Let us know on Discord. If you want to join our Discord, go to mm-hmm. solo.to slash fantasylandfootball. And let us know. If you vibe it, you're like, hey, I like those late rounds. Give me some more. We can figure that out yeah, for you because I had to narrow more. this list down.
1: I see like looking at... I'm just looking at ADP right now. Yeah. I see one. I see two. I see three. This is just fall. running backs.
0: One, two. This is this is just running fall. backs. Like I'm not even Snoop going through. Doggy rest. dog and he's knocking on your toe. Mm-hmm. Copyright yeah. it. <laughs> Copyright that ish. Uh hopefully you guys enjoyed that segment. I enjoyed it, Badaki. I yeah. always love bringing late round seals. It's actually one of my favorite things to research in the offseason before. It's draft. actually
1: it was actually interesting that we both had Randall Cobb um both going at the same time there. Or that uh, we <sighs> yeah, were both going
0: to present Randall Cobb. When I saw him as wide receiver 79, I was like, holy moly. (laughs) Like, this guy is going to be a steal. I think, bro,
1: Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to him if he plays and he stays healthy because, you know.
0: You know the other situation there, though? And I I think this is a 5% chance. It's a 5% chance that Aaron Rodgers is like, do what I want because I want you to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe Randall Cobb isn't really actually the most talented second wide receiver on that team. I don't think he is. I think they have the better connection, Yeah. but maybe he was like, do what I want because I want you to do it. Do you know what I mean? He was like, I'm calling the shots here, boys. You need to know that. Go get Randall Cobb. You want us to go get a 30 year old wide receiver? Yeah. And give up draft capital for him, by the way, while you're doing it. Just kind of like, give it to the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, I'm walking. Oh no,
1: I'm so sorry, Aaron. Please don't go. Okay. Randall Hey. Hey, hey, Rand- Bob? Hey, hey Bob! Hey Bob! Get the
0: Texans on the phone, please. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, you guys. What do you guys think about Randall Cobb? We like Randall Cobb. No, you don't. You don't like Randall Cobb. That's the conversation. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, no, no you, know, you let him walk. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, it's different. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for our next podcast tomorrow. I believe we're doing overhyped players. Is that correct? I, I would have to let me double up. check the schedule here. Yes. Tomorrow, we have overhyped players. So we brought you late round steals today. Tomorrow, we're going to bring you overhyped players. And then the next podcast, because we have three this week, is AFC North Predictions. Guys, we have a live, real draft, a Dynasty startup mm-hmm. with our Patreon followers on YouTube, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find that on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, go to solo.to slash football to find that. You want to plug Patreon one last time and then we'll we'll head off here? Absolutely. Patreon.com slash
1: FantasylandFam. Like Zach said, we're doing a real live draft with our Patreon followers and supporters. If you want to be a part of that, Patreon.com slash FantasylandFam. There's three ways you can join. There is clo- uh, Dynasty, Redrafts, and Best of Both Worlds that you can play in both yeah. leagues. So yeah. you do not want to miss out. Our Dynasty has five spots left in our Redraft. We just started another one so but if you dynasty specifically we only have five more spots we're not going we're not doing another third one we're only doing two dynasty one's already filled up second one's halfway more than halfway done so mm-hmm. get on top of that now because there's a lot of people saying they're going to sign on up it. we expect all we expect this to be filled within this week or the next two weeks yeah and there's a deadline that we're going to be announcing soon which probably maybe tomorrow or right. the day after so stay tuned for that
0: talk it up talk, talk it, it up, up baby talk all up. right guys we'll see you tomorrow see you there See you there. Hey. hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. you making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching because you, you deserve it.